Hello everyone, my name is Major, and welcome to episode 21 of The Heat Code. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Game 2 in the Atlanta Hawks vs. Miami Heat first round playoff series. Without further ado, let's just jump in to my thoughts about the game. Now, the Heat did win this game 115-105. to And honestly, it was a little bit closer than that score suggests. The game was close until the end when who else but Jimmy Butler took over the end of the game. Now, speaking of Jimmy Butler, this man was on fire. He was 15 of 25 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point range with 45 points. 11 of 12 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 0 turnovers, 0 fouls, and a plus 19 on the plus minus. This was a Jimmy Butler master class if I've ever seen one. This was finals Jimmy back in the flesh, and it was beautiful to watch. When he hit that turnaround 3, Near the end of the game, I knew the game was over. Jimmy Buckets was not letting us lose this game. It was incredible. He could do no wrong in this whole game. Like I said, zero turnovers and zero fouls. He was playing lockdown defense, and then he was just giving them buckets on the offensive end. He was hitting his step-back mid-ranges, hitting his threes, and when he's hitting his threes and step-back mid-range shots, he is unguardable if jimmy plays like this the east better watch out not even just the east but the west better watch out as well because no one is beating us if we're getting 45 point jimmy butler it took in the bubble lebron james to have one of the greatest final series of all time with a better supporting cast to beat jimmy butler in six games Jimmy was playing with a hurt team and a clearly inferior team, and he clawed us to game six with a mind-blowing performance. And like I said, this was the Jimmy we got in game two. He was incredible, could do no wrong. I hope we get this Jimmy Butler for the rest of the playoffs because then we will be the last team standing, no doubt in my mind. Now I just want to address Atlanta Hawks fans. Are y'all okay? Because before the series, I was getting a lot of comments. I was seeing a lot of Hawks fans on Twitter talking a bunch of trash that they were going to win in six games or five games even. And they were filling up my feed and in the group chats I was added to. But now suddenly I'm getting no messages from Atlanta Hawks fans. I'm not seeing any tweets about them. Did something happen in Atlanta that I don't know about? Did something happen and go on so they like lost internet and that's why I'm not hearing anything? Or or what? Or are they just so embarrassed by these first two games that they shut up and won't even talk and show their face anymore? I'm going to go with the latter because I feel like I would have seen something on the news. So they're just so embarrassed. They've already given up after two games. And now to be fair to all Hawks fans, there are a couple idiots out there still talking. 
And I only call them idiots, not because they have faith in their team, which is clearly outmatched and just not going to win a game. But it's the things that they're saying. Like, how do you watch those first two games and then somehow think that the Hawks are the better team? The Heat hadn't done anything to win. And it's just the Hawks missing shots, the reason that they're losing. No, they let up 115 points in both games. They lost by 10 in game two, and then they lost by 24 in game one. And Bam has not been playing great on offense. Lowry hasn't even been great on offense. And Tyler Hero was better in game two, but still has not played to Tyler Hero standards. So in what world are y'all confident that this is just going to suddenly turn around? Like, this makes no sense. After game one, it was, Trey Young's never going to shoot that bad again. Bogey's never going to shoot that bad. Just watch out until they have good games. Then we're going to dominate the Heat. All right, we'll take this. Game two, Trey Young, 50% shooting, six rebounds, seven assists, 25 points. All right, he shot good. Bogdanovich, 12 of 18 from the field, 5 of 10 from the three-point line. What? Why didn't y'all win that game then? I was told y'all just had to have Trey Young and Bogey make shots because they were terrible in game one, and then everything would be fixed. They did, and y'all still lost by double digits. Well, then the second thing I was said after game one, and I was told by Hawks fans, is Duncan Robinson's not going to make that many threes again. If Duncan Robinson doesn't shoot like that, we win that game, and it's a lot closer. Well, you're correct. Duncan Robinson didn't even take a shot in game two. He only played seven minutes. And we won by ten. Like, maybe now you'll realize the Hawks just aren't good. Let's stop calling them the eight seed. They weren't even the eight seed. They were number nine. Two years ago, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs. But now we implemented this playing tournament. And I am a fan of the playing tournament. Don't get me wrong. But the Hawks just need to realize their place. This is what a one seed versus a nine seed is supposed to look like. We won three games out of the four in the regular season. We are a blown Jimmy Butler layup away from sweeping them in the regular season. They have no basis to be confident. And I'm sure now those stupid fans are saying, we just need Clint Capella, which, yeah, he would help. But it's still not going to matter. The Heat are just a better team. And sometimes you just run into a better team and you get beat. And you just take it on the chin and be a man and grow up. You don't make excuses. Have some pride in your team and in yourself and just take the L and move on. Y'all gave us crap about the bubble for a whole two years. And what did we do? We lost and got swept last year. And they came back better. We didn't make any excuses. We didn't say, oh, you know what? If we just didn't play bad or if they didn't play good, we would have won. Yeah, no, really? 
I guarantee you if the Hawks make every shot they take, they'll, they'll win the game. So, I mean, that must be what y'all are saying now. Like, oh, if Trey just doesn't miss and he doesn't turn over the ball every other possession and Jimmy Butler doesn't make a shot, I think the Hawks would win too. So y'all would be right on that. But just know your place and stop saying stupid stuff. So if you're one of those few Hawks fans that for whatever reason are still talking trash and are still confident in their team, follow suit with all the people that must have lost their internet and shut up. All right, now we can move on. Not going to lie, that felt great to get off my chest. But now we move on to game three. It is back in Atlanta. And things can change from now on. We still need to win two more games. We still got to beat the Hawks. People are already talking about the 76ers. We need to calm down, Heat fans. We still got to beat the Hawks. Especially after all this trash, I and everyone else have talked. We cannot blow this 2-0 lead. I would quit Twitter right away. In game three, we need to pretty much do exactly what we've done on the defensive end. Put Gabe Vincent on Trey Young. Shoot, if we even started Gabe Vincent, I, I wouldn't even complain at this point. Just match Gabe Vincent's minutes with Trey Young. For some reason, he cannot handle Gabe Vincent at all. Then we just need to keep taking our shots on offense. For both games, we've started off really sloppy and really slow. And then we've kind of settled into some offense. We just need to trust ourselves and trust our teammates to make the right plays and make their shots. Swing the ball with decisive passes. No more of those lazy passes. And the Heat will win these games comfortably. Now I have full faith in Tyler Hero and Bam and Kyle Lowry to turn it around in their shooting aspects. And once that happens, it honestly doesn't matter what the Hawks do. The Hawks magically aren't going to become a good defensive team. I was talking about in my preview for the series that the defense will decide this series, and that is exactly what has happened. The great, great heat defense has stifled the Hawks' offense and made them uncomfortable, so even when they get their open shots, they aren't in rhythm. Then the Hawks' terrible defense has just made it too easy for Miami to score. This has been the narrative of the whole series. If you look at every single aspect of this game, in game one and two, it's all come down to defense. So look for the same thing in game three. They will have the crowd behind them, and we know they love Trey Young. So don't be surprised if Trey Young has an even better game. Maybe he limits his turnovers, makes some better decisions, hits a couple of those 35-footers, gets the crowd into it. Then it's going to come down to if Miami can take the punch and stand back up and punch them right back. This team has done that all year, so I don't see a reason as to why they wouldn't be able to take a punch. And they clearly have a chip on their shoulder. They're sick and tired of getting disrespected by the media and getting disrespected by the fans. They want to avenge the bubble, and it's been evident for these first two games. 
The defensive effort has been insane. And Trey might get a little bit more foul calls. He's been complaining that he hasn't been getting calls. Well, big news, it's the playoffs. They don't call as many touch fouls in the playoffs. They let you be more physical. He's calling the Heat bullies. Is he just that soft that he can't handle any physicality? And, you know, him complaining, all this does is give fuel and energy into our guys. You saw Gabe Vincent. Someone asked him about what he thought basically about Trey Young saying that he hasn't been getting foul calls and all that. And Gabe had a hold back laughter. He had a massive smirk on his face. And you could tell he just immediately thought, oh, I got him exactly where I want him. He's in Trey Young's head. He has Trey locked up. And honestly, I won't be surprised if Gabe Vincent is the difference maker in every single game of this series. If Vincent locks him up in game three and he can't get the crowd behind him, Trey Young will be finished. The Hawks will be finished and we'll be sending them home in four. So we need to start out game three, physical, crisp, and just intense. Even if we're not making our shots at the beginning of the game, we need to make sure they're not making their shots. Take the crowd out of it immediately. We need to play a little bit of bully ball to start. We'll just go right in to Butler and Bam in the post and then kick it out to our shooters. Our guys are still getting good looks from three. They are going to make them. Hero is going to start making his open shots. So just be excited, stay behind our guys, and let's shut up these Hawks once and for all. And now, with all that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening once again. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Major underscore Passons. Passons is spelled P-A-S-S-O-N-S. We're growing like crazy over there on Twitter, building a great community. Come be a part of it engage in our community um, reply to my tweets i love hearing the conversations and replies and us just talking trash together one thing that has stood out to me though is some of y'all don't know heat and five is a saying and y'all keep correcting me trying to say no we're gonna win in four i know that i've been evident and talked so much how i think we're gonna win in four but heat and five is a saying it's like a rally cry So stop correcting me on that. But like I said, thank you for listening. Hang out with me on Twitter. And let's go Heat. Heat in five.